0: You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Greetings niggas, welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises. I am back after a week off, um, I'm happy to be back, Uh um, my co-host and friend uh, held it down um, as as she tends to do because I mean she is uh, she's not new to this she is true to this so uh, as <laughs> without further ado let let me introduce my co-host and friend.
1: What's up, niggas? Don't get used to that because it was hard as fuck to record for forty five minutes by my goddamn self. I was out of breath. I was tired.
0: Well, I um, tell you one damn thing you you did it
1: <laughs> having a Having a co-host or co-host damn sure make the experience much better to bounce laughs off of because um, you don't want to look like a jackass laughing to your goddamn self. Talking about <clears throat> you silly nigga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we got a treat for y'all because I imagine Didi does that a lot. A whole fucking lot. Um, we've Especially with a nigga up- with
0: teeth that goddamn beard.
1: Mm-hmm um we changed up our lineup a bit um we are introducing season 13 of bridezillas and we are introducing the season premiere of uh tamar braxton get your life we will be covering the first two episodes this week And we will be covering episodes three and four because it airs on Thursday. So we'll be caught up by next week. Um, And next week is going to be a showstopper. Let me tell y'all. It's going to be. It's going to be. Okay. It's going to be. You hear me? Because we're going to get the big fight scene. We are going to get the mess from Tamar. And we're gonna get some bullshit from Brazilla. So be prepared. Next week will probably be a long show. I'm going to see uh, me and Jeremy may do some digging around and see if we can get a guest for next week. Um, but is this gonna be okay? Um, so real quick,
0: shout out to my friend and co host knowing me and knowing mm-hmm. that I usually have need a sip. A sippy sip to get through this show talking about these stupid motherfuckers. Get you, get get you a friend who knows you and is actually a friend.
1: Listen, I wanna, I wanna. Um, first of all, give a shout out to all of our network, uh, our host. Um, I want to thank them for all their hard work and what they do. It is election time. Um, if you haven't, go ahead and check out. I'm not mad. I'm pissed with Darren. Um, he's back after a little battle with COVID and getting his Girl, health back COVID. on track. Listen, hmm. I feel like we got um, COVID
0: in the same breath that we do cancel. Like how we say, "Girl, fuck cancel." Girl, fuck yeah. COVID.
1: Yeah, and with this uh, fat, funky, orange motherfucker we got in office, it's probably not going to be going nowhere. So continue to protect yourself. But I want to get a I'm not mad I'm pissed and a crown and collars mashup as we get closer to the election because – I think Crown and & Collar and I'm Not Mad, I'm Pissed are the two shows that are really giving you a perspective on politics and not just that weird baby boomer bullshit, y'all better vote perspective. Um, if you go listen to this week's episode, Darren talks about how politics is much more than trying to force voting down people's throat. Yes. Um, And that's a big thing. That's something that Bianca and Jeremy have talked about, especially when they had Ty on the show and they continue to talk about and continue to have transparent and open and honest conversations about why younger black people are so disenfranchised with voting. So I really feel like that's a mashup that I'm going to, to try to work on in the coming weeks. It would definitely. We'd be, um, yes, we'd some, be happy
0: to record with Darren.
1: Yeah, I, I think it would be a great experience. Um, you get to hear um, unique perspectives because uh, Jeremy is one of our younger hosts on the network. Uh, he may sound like he got the wisdom of a 40-year-old, but Jeremy is not 30 yet. Am I correct?
0: Uh, no, I will turn 30 next year.
1: Okay, Jeremy is not 30 yet, which makes him, you know, significantly younger than a lot of us on the network who are in our mid um mid to upper 30s heading into 40. And his younger perspective, his younger voice, his ability to see things a bit differently from us, it makes a difference and it it does matter and we have Bianca, who is a black trans woman who is still currently transitioning, and the way that the world sees her and the way that the world tries to abuse her and people that look like her um it makes a it it has a good a big impact on How she sees politics, because why should that community feel so inclined to vote when y'all are trying to take every protection possible from them? Every protection possible.
0: Not only that, and then the ones that we that aren't are lassadiscal at best at trying to protect said rights.
1: Yeah. So it's like, um, and then Darren is a black uh, he's a straight black man who is also a lawyer and it has to be a unique perspective to have to be on both sides of that fence to understand the law and to be a black man and disagree with it and how they do things so
0: it's like you know the law but at the same time you're saying fuck the law
1: yeah and and talk about why it's important for us to start having space on the other side of the law because what can change if powerful white men continue to be the majority voice what will change nothing or
0: or or black men who have those same politics yeah. as yeah white men
1: yeah that too and white women you, I ain't forget yeah. you stupid hoes I'm mm.
0: <laughs> This ain't reloaded, friend.
1: <laughs> My bad. Um, with that said, now we're going to get into we can it. Um, I, I feel like we have enough to cover with Tamar catching up with two episodes, Brazillas, and um, me and Jeremy going to get some more of our thoughts off on this episode because this was a key Potomac episode. It's the episode before the big blow-up and the big fight with Monique and Candice. Um, so I don't have any ratchet and raggedy news for the week. Um, I'm not talking about that one little, um, guard gnome who tried to profit off of a black woman's pain. Um, he's not going to get no airtime from, from me this week. Um, I'm paying him dust, but in other news, Meg was voted, voted as one of times hundred most powerful people of the year. And what's so unique about that is the place where I go get my hair done at here in Denver. One of the stylists did her hair for that shoot. That bomb ass long braid on the cover.
0: Small world.
1: Yeah. Very small world. Um, Shout out to black women winning shout out to Meg persevering. And you absolutely are a extremely powerful black woman because to do the things you've done and to do it amongst a, a lot of adversity. I'm not even talking about that situation. I'm talking about losing your grandmother, losing your mother, having big names in Houston who should be backing you, going completely silent on you, a.k.a. the Houston Boogeyman, a.k.a. J Prince with all of this, and still coming out on top, having a, having a platinum single on the radio, and you have yet to release your debut album. You've only been giving us mixtapes. Your mixtapes are going gold and, and platinum. Singles, gold and platinum. So shout out to you, cause that that is nothing but power. If that's not power, what is?
0: A stallion indeed.
1: Absolutely. Um, Bridezilla season thirteen. I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm not a Bridezilla. I was not a Bridezilla. Um, when Mike and I finally decided to have our ceremony. It was small seventy five people. It was a one stop shop, except minus the flowers cause I didn't like their in house floors. all the food, all the linen, the cake, the the lighting. Um, the only thing we brought from outside, like I said, was the florist. And I had an opportunity to work with one of the best florists in Cleveland. And he was so enamored with my spirit that he gave us a really good price on the flowers. And our own DJ that we knew, um, a friend of my mom's. I wasn't fussy. I really wasn't. So a show like brazilla's is, is really off-putting to me. Because um, y'all are spending a ton of money to, to be make stupid. the people closest to you miserable when they should be delighted to celebrate this, this occasion with you.
0: To be stupid.
1: So we get introduced to two couples in this uh, season premiere, Nicosia and Kennard. And they are from New They are from New Orleans.
0: Of course they are. Because those are some niggas nigga ass names if I've ever heard them.
1: Nicosia is a pick me. She says she made it, she made Kennard wait 30, 90 days to have sex with him. And Ooh, then she no. goes, then she goes, <laughs> ladies, if you want to get a ring, don't give it up on the first night.
0: Oh no, baby, no! Oh, oh mm, mm, she is mm. a
1: nail tech and a nail salon, beauty salon owner. They have a five hundred person guest list, and she just tacky as hell.
0: Wait, how many? How many people on the guest list again? Five hundred. Uh. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I don't even know if I could count to 500 without getting dizzy, let alone knowing 500 motherfuckers to invite to my, to my to say, wedding.
1: It was really hard to get up to 75.
0: That, hello? And
1: I think we ended up just bumping it up to 100 because typically when you invite people to weddings, you you think about inviting people as a pair of two.
0: Yes. So hundred is a, a round even number. it's
1: a round number. So we ended up doing a hundred people, but, but five
0: hundred my nigga.
1: Five hundred
0: is this a wedding or the goddamn inaugural um <laughs> inaugural invitation, like what the Brenda,
1: fuck? and the colors was uh soft pink and fuchsia.
0: What she in the Pokemon on, Gym trainer hell?
1: She had on hot pink makeup, but this is where it gets spicy.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nikosha, her makeup is spicy as shit.
1: It was spicy. Nakosha got a male best friend named Marcus. Mm. And she says that her and Marcus do everything together. Mm. They party together. They kick mm. it together. They sleep mm. in the same bed together. Mm.
0: And it's
1: together.
0: just, mm, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, you know.
1: And so, it's just kind of like, well, what do you got going? I
0: mean, and the, the, crazy oh, the niggas part, name is Marcus.
1: The nigga's name is Marcus. And we can
0: start there. No,
1: you don't trust nobody named Marcus.
0: You do not. You Yes, anybody. That goes across all, all races and, and ethnicities. You don't never trust nobody named Marcus.
1: You don't trust nobody named Marcus. Your niece came in here to get a pussy roll.
0: You're doing amazing,
1: London. <laughs> Say hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, London. But um, then, so, Nicosia is very wild. Her friends is wild. When she went to get her final fitting for her wedding dress, her wedding dress maker said that the bridesmaids were showing up to her house trying to get her to alter their bridesmaids' dresses.
0: First of all, nigga, excuse me. They sh- you showed up well To do what? <laughs> now, now I don't know too much about marriage preparations, because obviously I'm not married. But that's not something that's supposed to happen. I just got a feeling that is not proper wedding yeah, that's, preparation that's, procedure. No,
1: that's, a, that's a boundary you just don't cross. Yes, and that's it, and that's all. Um, but when things got spicy, because Kanara said at Nicosia's bachelorette party couldn't be no strippers. First of all, let me tell you something it's a bachelorette party, it's a bachelor party. She told him to have some strippers, he didn't want to. Well, her bridesmaids got her a stripper anyway. And then Mm. they started posting it on Snapchat. Friends,
0: Mm.
1: everything don't need to be on Snapchat. Everything don't need to be on Instagram. I get it. You want people to know you having fun and you living it up. But I just truly believe
0: that we have
1: gotten lost to the point where a lot of people cannot enjoy being out and socializing and doing things without, without making phone. sure other people see it. Yeah, I I just don't get it. Everything don't need to be a moment for the internet. Yeah. If a stripper like goes shaking, ding see- ding, in your face, that don't need to be on Instagram. You can no. record the memory to have as a memory, but it really don't need to make it to the World Wide Web.
0: Especially when we see like going viral and having a moment on the internet ain't always a good thing. It's not most of the time it brings more trouble than it than it brings whatever you looking for.
1: Absolutely.
0: You go look for trouble, it'll find you.
1: That part. Okay. Um Market Kennard, I'm sorry, Kennard finds out through Snapchat, he go break up the bachelorette party. Being all insecure and weird, talking about my family on social media, my aunties and them on social media. Uh, your aunties and them seen dick before.
0: Your aunties was your aunties and family was sucking dick. That's how you got here, sir. It's all right, it's fine.
1: They know what a penis
0: looks like. A penis, you know, he turned into an ion. A penis, Uh,
1: good sir. Listen. Um yeah. the best friend Marcus comes and interrupts the conversation. And boy, what do you know? Kennard and Marcus starts fighting in slow motion <laughs> on the party bus. <laughs> you gotta be I'm a serious talking, thing, well, Let me, t- t- a let me tell it. you something. If you when you fight, if it look like you fighting in slow motion, like somebody is rewinding the tape very slowly. You don't need to be doing no fighting. I like to see my fight swift and fast, cause a good fight can really only take two to three minutes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's long. Yeah. They just tussling on the party bus, having a goddamn bitch fit. Well, mm. the next day at the wedding, Marcus shows up, and him and Canard get into it. He tell Canard, "I don't respect you as no man." <laughs> <laughs> and canari talking about you gonna give me my respect. Well, I'm gonna take it, but I'm mm. sorry, bro, for putting my hands on you. Mm. And then they dap it up, but at the wedding, friend, this is where the shit got good. Marcus
0: and, and Kenosha definitely fucking. Yeah, some there.
1: Yeah, that it's something there. Friend at the wedding. Marcus asking, when they say, does anybody have anything to say? Speak now, forever, hold your peace. Marcus asked Nicosia if she's sure she want to marry Kennard.
0: Oh, they absolutely been fucking. (laughs) They absolutely have been fucking. (laughs) Or still fucking.
1: And the thing, the part that killed me is Marcus looked like a fat BK Brasco.
0: Oh, no. Oh, mm, oh. Who, who,
1: if you have a friend, mm-mm. you ever seen somebody wearing Gucci and you would be like, "I know they got that from the beauty supply store?"
0: Um, yes. I went to a bunch I went to high school with a bunch of them. Yes.
1: Okay, well that's how Marcus dressed.
0: Uh, mm. He so he look he looks like somebody that spent their refund checks on fake Gucci and fake uh Polo. Is what she does.
1: Yes. Saying. Yes, uh, mm. this is what I'm saying.
0: Yikes! Uh, well,
1: mm. anyways, the wind goes off and everything. They act like ain't nothing crazy happening. That's how you know that they just some some, some motherfuckers, yeah. Cause nobody seen phased by nothing that was happening. They didn't see phased by Marcus showing out. They didn't see phased by how ugly the wedding colors was. They just didn't care. Like, it was run of the mill. Like, they used to tacky shit.
0: Well, I mean, when you look at the material.
1: Oh, yeah. A bitch named Nikosha.
0: Um, I, just <laughs> I mean, a nigga named Kanard. No, because
1: they do, like, two couples per episode. Okay. I want to get to the real interesting one, because this was just a... Kanard and Nikosha, it was just... They was just tacky.
0: It was a 6 but brown the, chick question, basically.
1: They was it was they was tacky, but they was in love. Um, mm. but Stacy and Russell from Houston, Texas.
0: Stacy mm.
1: Stacy and, and Russell met on the dating website, Tinder, I believe.
0: Mm. And
1: Stacy said she didn't want to give Russell the time of day because he looked short and fat and she didn't want to swipe right. Meanwhile, Stacy is not very slim or shapely at all. Mm. But she ended up swiping right. Uh,
0: is she Russell... is she marginally attractive? Because I have to catch up. Candace has watched this. I have not. I have to catch up.
1: Uh, she's not ugly, but she has okay. moments. Mm. Mm. Her so attitude like, is definitely nasty.
0: Uh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it.
1: Okay. They. Russell is a detective for H P D. Mm, the police, okay, cool. Stacy and Russell got engaged after two months, and it shows they mm. don't know each other at
0: wow. all. I thought you was gonna say two weeks
1: mm, two months um they are spending a hundred thousand dollars on this wedding. She is spending a hundred thousand dollars. Russell is very confused at why she's spending so much money and at the bridal shower stacy said the the caterer fucked up everything and now they need a caterer days before the wedding
0: so uh, are <laughs> so are they going to get like so are they going to like build a cake He'll build a cake in in in, in twenty four hours. Cause what the fuck?
1: Exactly. Um, and Stacy is rude as fuck. Like she is kind. Con- she like she she told Russell he was selfish for not giving her that one day, and he told her your one day is costing us many days. Duh. And she like you think the world revolve around you, and he like that's the problem. I don't, but you do. Mm-hmm. So they go I have a question to, are
0: they white or black they black ah, mm. well you know i should have known what her name like Stacey's Russell. stacy's
1: bridesmaids have spent thousands of dollars to be in the wedding their wedding day is also on her birthday do you know she expects her bridesmaids to get her a birthday gift
0: uh girl they already in the wedding that is the gift the fuck do you mean
1: Uh, Let me tell you something.
0: They already spending to be in the wedding.
1: I've never been a bridesmaid in a wedding, and I'm okay with that. If you ever ask me to be a bridesmaid in a wedding, you have one time to pull some bridezilla insufferable BS, and I will not be in your wedding. Because everything in weddings where the couple is not extremely wealthy it t- it typically comes at the expense of the bridesmaids and the groomsmen the hair the makeup the dress the shoes the accessories the this the that. all of that is at the the expense of the bridesmaid and the groomsmen
0: all Right, because it's y'all, it's 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 your day like your wedding, your wedding, wedding, your wedding might as well be a second birthday.
1: I just, and this was why we didn't have a wedding party, because to be honest, I feel like that's a bit selfish and yes, I know it's tradition and yes, I know people have been doing this since the dawn of time, but I personally feel like if I can't cover the cost of, for you to be in my wedding, I'm just not going to have a bridal a bridal party and that's just my opinion. And I'm not taking nothing away from anybody else, and I'm not judging, I'm not shading anybody down. But that was what made me not have a wedding party is that no, you shouldn't have to spend money on a dress that you may wear once, that you will only wear once. I'd be shocked, most women never wear a bridesmaid's dress after they take it off. You shouldn't have to buy shoes. You shouldn't have to pay for your own makeup. You shouldn't have to spend an absorbent amount of money on a hairstyle that of my choosing. It's just a lot of work that goes into a wedding and and money, and I just didn't feel comfortable asking anybody to do that on top of me getting married in Cleveland. so it just wasn't a big deal for me.
0: um, it seems like she's charging like her. Like, basically, char- It's like she charging her friends admission, essentially.
1: She, her, her maid of honor said that it cost her five hundred dollars to get her weave installed for the wedding.
0: And now, on top of that, she wants them to get her a birthday gift. Yes. Hmm.
1: Well things blow
0: up so not only is she selfish in her relationship, she's in her relationship with her husband, she's selfish in her relationship with her with her friends.
1: Yes, she's selfish in general. Mm. Um things come to a head with Stacy and Russell when Stacy and Russell go to get like a facial, and Stacy starts disrespecting Russell in front of the esthetician. And Russell clapped her goddamn weave off and she stands over him and starts whispering, if I were you, I would just shut up because you're not going to disrespect me in front of my esthetician like that. And Russell was like, well then you shut the hell up talking to me then. Mm. She like, I don't know if I want to get married now. And he just got up and left. And that's kind of where the episode left off at um
0: people who disrespect you in public um uh, hate when you when you return that disrespect to them in public
1: absolutely and people who disrespect you in public without a second thought are typically 10 times as worse privately mm-hmm. and i ain't got no time for that no i'm not dealing with none of that i can't stand somebody who who got to make a scene in public that's the worst thing for me. I can't stand the scene. But won't you, but want
0: you to maintain composure.
1: Exactly. That's where it leaves off at. I guess it's going to pick back up with them um, this week. Coming, it comes on same day as Tamar. They both come on WeTV. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. But speaking of Tamar, I wasn't going to watch this at first. But I kept seeing little whispers on the timeline and how messy it was, how chaotic it was, and that it was worth the watch. So I told Jeremy, well, we have space in the lineup, so let's run it.
0: I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's Tamar, so, I mean, some shit is bound to pop off.
1: Yep. So we're going to touch on Season 1, Episode 1, The Journey Begins, and Season 1, Episode 2, The Break Room Breakdown. Um... Tamar shows glimpses of wanting to sympathize or empathize with her. Um, And it makes me sad how much women put up with to have access because when she was talking to Mona Scott about how Vince controlled, excuse me, every aspect of her careers and she could not even work with producers Like this album And those are some things that
0: I didn't I didn't know or realize. Like I knew Vince was a piece of shit, but I didn't know exactly how much control he had over her.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that she had never been in a studio with another producer besides him. Which how selfish and arrogant and controlling and demeaning do you have to be to stifle somebody's creativity like that and you know that they're an artist yeah
0: and knowing that you yourself I mean let's be honest Vince is not that girl at all
1: I don't know very much about his career um he struck gold here and there a couple times with Tamar but just finding out that information it makes me say wow, what could her career have been by this point had she had an opportunity to be in the studio with some other producers and other writers to grow her career? What could have been for her? And it made me realize why some of her behaviors, some of her
0: mental issues,
1: yeah, are the way they are because somebody... Was stifling your creative process.
0: Yeah, and was I'm doing it for their end own end selfish
1: end. reasons. Right. Um. Tamar says she's had everything and lost it all at some point, including herself. Mona Scott Young is now managing Tamar. She's the executive producer for this show. Um. I know that we tore Tamar a new one for that domestic violence situation with David. Um I got a feeling I'm gonna be walking that back um because something is, something' is off to him yes is off some he is him not
0: he he he's mm-mm. I, I don't like him I don't like him
1: I don't like him at all I don't like his attitude i don't like he, you him know empty. who you know what he
0: gives me you know what he gives me he gives me Tommy vibes he
1: reminds me of a he reminds me of a Caribbean Vince to be honest. Like, it's like she left one situation and got right back into a similar situation with somebody who just looks different. Yeah. Um,
0: like, if Vince, me, like if Vince got skinny and grew dribs.
1: Part of me is very concerned about Tamar because David is very deeply embedded into her life and her son's life to not have been around that long.
0: mm he gives yeah, I me, found that
1: to be very scary.
0: He gives me control vibe. He gives me controller vibes.
1: And why are they living in a hotel and Tamar has this beautiful home? Hello. I don't understand that in the least bit. He
0: gives, he gives me isolationist vibes. Like he wants to isolate. He,
1: he gives me abuser vibes. He, I told you he's just a... I'm not going to say better looking Vince because he's not attractive to me, but he's a slimmer Vince. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling like he can run her and control her. I actually like Tamar's dream therapist, dream interpreter. Um, And at first I was kind of like, what is this? Until she had Tamar sit down and interpret her first dream. And I was like, oh shit, bitch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she Tamar's having breakthroughs, and it was it wasn't like some hocus pocus type shit. It was something that obviously Tamar very personally um, re- related to.
0: Yeah, and got through because Tamar has so because of what she's been through, she has so many. Like it's weird. Like she wears so hard on her sleeve, but at the same time, she got she has so many walls up because what she's been through. It's hard to read her, and it's hard to like. You never know how you're going to get through with her because sometimes she can be easy to get through, and sometimes she can have Fort Knox up. And so I feel like this method. I don't know if it would have worked with anybody else, but the fact that it's working with Tamar is a good sign.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. like I feel
0: like this is like a wonkier Doctor Spirit.
1: Yeah, I can I can give you that. Um, so as a part of doing this dream therapy, Tamar can't drink, do any form of drugs, or have sex for forty five days, and David and that had throws a this fit, nigga
0: into a fit,
1: a tailspin, and I'm just sitting there like
0: abuser vibes
1: and then when he tells her well if this is important if this is a 10 on a scale of importance to you it's 102 on the importance of me having sex and i'm just like what Nigga, if
0: the mental and fi- if the mental and spiritual well-being of the person you are intimate with does not register high on the scale for you, nigga, you need to get the hell on and leave them the fuck alone because how, cause how can y'all have great and meaningful sex that is so important to you if Tamar is not in a great place mentally and spiritually? Bingo. Like, how can, how can she suck the skin off your dick if she don't know if she got skin because her mental is fucked up, nigga?
1: Exactly.
0: Again, abuser vibes. So, like, why is her health not a priority to you, but her fucking you is
1: exactly selfish?
0: Um, asking.
1: Tamar lost her voice and can't sing in the middle of having one of the biggest producers, writers in the moment at her disposal for the weekend.
0: Yeah, I this think is this, a part of I me. I think we saw that in real time, I believe.
1: Yeah, and this, this one of the things that uh, sometimes I feel like Tamar is a hypochondriac. Um, you was just fine. And now you letting your fear make you think you can't do something. And I'm going to tell you, if I got, if I get my hands on a producer and writer who, who got two diamond singles on the chart, charts back to back. I'm finna start acting like how when parents tell their kids to come downstairs and do that little dance they be doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, cause I mean, it's one thing we know, but say what you want about Tamar, one thing you cannot deny is that she can sing.
1: The whole Braxton family can sing.
0: Yeah, like you can't deny that.
1: Yeah, you cannot deny it. Um, One thing that made me sad was that every part of Tamar's life is chaotic.
0: Yeah. She has no. There peace. was
1: no part of either of these two episodes where it was quiet mm. and peaceful right. for her. Yeah. It was constant chaos, constant yeah. battling, constant just in a, in a state of emotional flux. And I was just like, that seems so miserable. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And you it, again, invisible. like
0: you're getting a glimpse, and explain and it explains why Tamar is the way she is on certain things. Because like, how can how how can you not end up being held to others when you have no sanctuary in your own home, your own home, your own fr- fr- friendships? Like, e- everywhere is just chaotic for you. So how can you bring peace to anybody else? You don't know it.
1: And then she gets him to come to her home. And Sweet Pea, you got this producer here. He is excited to work with you. He is honored to work with you. He has been wanting to work with you. And you gonna start cooking a four-course meal while he, y'all got limited amount of time? Again, chaotic. She cannot function without chaos and too much going on at once. And you can tell you could have ordered some DoorDash.
0: Yeah, and she doesn't have a partner that is that is willing or seems concerned with. I didn't see David in hell. any
1: of these episodes helping her take the load off.
0: No, because I didn't see hit. her
1: saying, "You need me to get Logan. You need me to go grab food. You need me to cook something." What do you need so you can get in tune, get in the right headspace to focus in on Jay White and y'all could do what y'all need to do before he has to leave town again. What do you need from me so that I can help you get done what you need to get done? He He was never there for her in any of those scenes.
0: Nope.
1: But when it was time to have a fit because Vince dropped his son off at home, Walked him in the house, took him to his room, helped him get ready for bed and tucked him in. You wanted to, you, you stormed out that house. First of all, let me say this. When he said Vince can't come in his house. What house do you own, sir? What house? That did is mom's
0: house.
1: You are that- not no millionaire, sir.
0: Tamar what ear. money
1: do you have sir what house is yours sir That is Tamar Braxton's house sir
0: What songs did you sing What songs did you what write what have albums you been did
1: singing? you singing who have you sung backup for since you was a teenager How many tours have you been on
0: Whose family How many TV do you shows have TV? you done? Whose family that do you belong to? That's that have per, that have been key components in the musical industry for years, decades. Just a selfish ass. But again, when people get on straight black straight straight men, straight, uh, cis head men about how just emotionally intelligent and that we are. This is, again, case in point. None of these shows that we um, do, very few of the men are good partners. Very few. It's very few and far between because most of them are selfish. They are men. They are exactly how men are socialized and conditioned to be selfish, emotionally inept, and just lazy. Some of them might have money, but they are morally and emotionally bankrupt.
1: Like who is you? Really, David? Bozo, who is you? A
0: bum, a bitch ass nigga. That's what. That's who and what he is.
1: Where? Let me ask. Where are your kids, sir? Do you have any? If you don't, you don't need none. With the way he
0: acting, he if don't you don't need. Don't them.
1: have any. You need to shut the hell up. If you have some, you need your mouth slapped because how are you upset that Vince is being a president accounted accounting for a father? Right. Yes, he should be able to come in that house where his son lays his head and tuck his son in and make sure he get in the house safely. You want him to punt Logan out the car and, and drive off. Right. Not going to happen. If you got a problem with Vince and Tamar successfully co-parenting, get the hell on. Right. This ain't the
0: situation for you. Because they are going to have to co-parent for the rest of their lives until that, until that, until that, until that, that boy is grown.
1: When Tamar said that it's not her job to be the man between Dave and, and Vince, she was absolutely right. It's not her job. She shouldn't have to play that role. Y'all grown-ass men, is, but David, you you the issue here. I was what are about you to say, I agree about?
0: with Tamar. Don't get me wrong, I agree with Tamar, but the thing is, what even is it an issue for them to have? Like, they are co-parenting. They have to co-parent because they have a child. They have a kid together, and you just gonna have to deal with that. Like they Obviously, they don't have anything going on. Obviously, they are co-parenting, and you that just that's what happens when two people have sex and have kids and then they break up so what you just gonna have to get over there or get the hell on but it ain't no being the man between nothing what you sh- what you should do is be a man and be president the counter for for tamar which you don't seem to be doing that's what you should focus on
1: and some something is a is afoot with you because Tamar is having dreams about you being um unfaithful. I
0: mean and was, I mean. when y'all
1: sat down to have lunch and uh the dream interpreter was brought up how are you talking about the only spiritual guidance you want is from the Bible, but you living in sin with Tamar and you losing your mind about not being able to have sex for 45 days.
0: Mm. Don't seem very holy to me.
1: You holy high steppers. know y'all could be hypocrites if nothing else. Mm.
0: Holy hypocrites. If you will.
1: Y'all know how to be hypocrites child. I did not get that at all. Talking about you only take spiritual guidance from the Bible. How y'all playing how? house? Y'all shacking up? Y'all ain't I'll, married?
0: I was about to say how y'all how do how you taking advice from the Bible? But uh, Tamar is the soul is the, the breadwinner. Oop. Help me understand.
1: You not a provider or a
0: protector. At all.
1: Total. Help me sing.
0: Mm. Hell, Tamar helped me sing. <laughs> Shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand that blow up Tamar had between her and production. Um, either. So I just talked so just... that up
0: to um just Tamar just not being in a good space and just having a you know, just having one of her moments because I didn't understand that at all, either.
1: Yeah, I didn't understand it at all. And the thing about doing these shows production is going to want to be able to see something yeah and with the spiritualness and sacredness of um the the spiritual and dream interpretations you've got to give them something tangible for the cameras if a lot of that is to take place off the cameras so i i didn't i felt like the uh what they call them I forgot what they call them rooms where you could just go and break shit up. I felt like it was a good idea. I didn't think he was just trying to paint her as a a break room. I didn't think he was just trying to paint her as a, a angry black woman, but I think they needed something tangible to say, you know, to be able to see something and it just got misconstrued and misinterpreted. And she flew off the deep end and in turn became the angry black woman that she said, not all black women are, but whatever. I just I mean, didn't own That's kind understand. of
0: on brand for Tamar to be honest.
1: I didn't I didn't know why it needed to be that deep. Um and so I just was like, okay, well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, chalk that talk, just chalk that up to Tamar, being Tamar.
1: Yeah, that's all I could do. That's all I had. Um, that was it for the first two episodes of uh Tamar Braxton get your life pretty messy. Look like it's gonna get messier. Um the dream interpreter is gonna cuss David out, and I'm here for that.
0: Honestly, I want him to beat the fuck up, to
1: mm-hmm. be honest. Well, it happened.
0: <laughs> well.
1: It did Do you
0: know what? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um Friends, let's move.
0: <laughs> let's it took me a minute to catch on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when it hits you, well, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. You know what? Let's move on.
1: Uh-huh. Um, let's move on over to Potomac season five, episode eight, serving up betrayal. Go on ahead, friend. Get your rocks off, and I'm gonna just come in and back you up where you need it.
0: Um. So I have thoughts and words. First of all, um. I I do not like that Michael is a uh, sole cavalier with how he does his business and have Ashley out here looking the fuck stupid, but also does not want to give the cameras anything tangible like you were saying and show why he has Ashley out here looking the fuck stupid. Like of all the things that when they was having that little um, uh, lunch when um, they discussed Michael getting caught in his uh, transgressions with that with the stripper and the hotel and things of that nature, um, the him, them like being poly or non monogamous was the line that was crossed that he didn't want to talk about, but yet you was out here like got your whole like back out on the internet, embarrassing the fuck out of Ashley, this old-ass old, old ass white man's back looking like a road map from an 1842, that was the line that was crossed. Like, I, I just don't like that. I mean, I don't like Michael in general, period, but I hate, like, his, like, oh, well, cut the cameras off, cut the cameras, cut the cameras. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't, I didn't want to do this, la, 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 la. Nigga, you had a whole sexual assault scandal. At this point, I don't think you are in the place to be making demands about what can and cannot or should not be shown. If you didn't want shit to be shown, you probably should act goddamn better and not have your wife out here looking stupid.
1: Also, non-traditional marriages do not mean a free-for-fucking-all. Hello? And we just said this on Ratchet Reloaded, out now, go on and subscribe to the Patreon, where we discuss life after lockup, and um, Hazel Lee and Masika69, but just because you have a non-traditional relationship or marriage does not mean you can do what the fuck you want to do how you want to do it.
0: And Michael has been doing that for a long time.
1: Exactly. Just because you and Ashley have indulged in some... mm, Excuse me. Mm. 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 just because y'all have indulged in some mm, mm, threesome yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, God, every time I think to say that it make me gag mm. um, just because y'all have engaged in some mm, threesome <laughs> um, it doesn't mean that you can just go off and be fucking on people whenever you get ready there has to be a certain level of respect if within your marriage and that's something that ashley should be made privy to if that's what you're trying to do she correct. didn't know anything about these situations At and all. the fact that she had to pretend like she basically was okay with them because in the past y'all have done some open type sit- situations and shit um you are still a piece of shit
0: correct i want to put you that
1: out a
0: piece there of shit. You are a piece of shit who refuses to change, which is why you can't be dictating to production of what they can and cannot show. If you didn't have, if you wasn't such a piece of shit, they wouldn't have something to show. Cause honestly without production showing, we still know your team, Mr. Michael. Cause it's all on the blogs and, and all of the things because of your actions.
1: And it's not the first time. I don't even think it's the second time. Remember, um, aside from if we take out the sexual assault incident, because we can't call that cheating because that's sexual assault, which you did. Correct. Um, but even when you were getting caught on grinder and shit like that, you just have a history of going out the bounds of your marriage and not talking to your wife about it.
0: Correct. And it seems like you want to throw the non-traditional you know, traditional monogamous call when it's convenient, a.k.a. when you get caught doing some bullshit. And that's not mm-hmm. fair to Ashley. All right.
1: And Andy. Andy, 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 Andy motherfucking Cohen. Let me tell you something. If production don't be knowing else they be knowing the T on these motherfuckers' lives, even when we
0: don't. Correct.
1: It's been rumors and whispers swirling around this motherfucker for a long time about them having an open relationship. And that's according to the ladies on the show. So why keep playing in our face and bringing us these cheating scandals when you know Ashley truly don't care?
0: Right. She be forgetting to be shocked. Not right. Hell, in real time, hell, she just it was just reported that here she asked for a, a, a posting up.
1: Let me tell you something, Ashley Bitch. Now, this is what I've been waiting on. This is what what the fuck I've been (laughs) waiting on. That's why
0: I said it. Go ahead, Frank. What (laughs) in the
1: fuck is the purpose in signing a prenuptial motherfucking agreement if there is no infidelity clause in it? Mm. Why did you do that, Sharon? Mm. You are really just a marginally attractive. Half black, half white fucking bimbo. Because why would you do that? What purpose did it serve you? Literally, the biggest parts of prenups be so that if somebody gets caught cheating, it either voids it for the person with the most money if they catch their partner cheating, or they lose every half of every fucking thing if their broke partner catches them cheating. What is what I am so yeah. fucking confused. What is in y'all prenup, if not that?
0: Yeah, I just didn't understand it. Like, you know, f- you know, forgive me speaking out of turn, like Lord knows I ain't I ain't nobody's married here. Like, I ain't even nobody's, you know, significant We're other. speaking so. out
1: of turn, friend. We got motherfucking common sense, and we have seen enough divorces with ironclad prenups to say Bitch, what was the point?
0: Yeah, I just didn't un- I just don't like of with all the shit that Michael has done and put you through. I just didn't understand asking for a post nup now when this should have been in the pre-nup. Because Michael has been violating for a very, 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 long. very, very, that very, shit very, 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 very,
1: very, 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 went back. And signed a rectified version of the prenup that still didn't have an infidelity clause. You in know what?
0: Yeah, you're right, cause she did, cause they did revise it. I just don't get it, actually. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like I Mm-mm. 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 Especially nope. like you can't even bring up y'all being, you know, poly or what, non-monogamous or whatever. Even though you want to, you know, be monogamous now, which you know is your right. But that's the thing. He has been using like y'all, pre- your previous agreement to like violate for so long. Like if y'all like are posting up now, like you ain't gonna get shit. If my math is correct, should, should y'all should y'all should he violate again? Which he probably will, cause he Michael. Like you mmm. <clears throat> mm. Good luck, The girl. thing
1: is crazy. And as my friend just said, it is your right to decide you want to go from non-monogamy to monogamy. But do you really think Michael is going to stop doing the things he's been doing cold turkey?
0: Absolutely not. Because he he done done it too much.
1: And I truly believe that he will divorce you before he gives you that post even though in the previews he says we can look into that. But I think he will divorce you before he signs that post-nup now that you want to change the, the dynamic of the marriage and the relationship.
0: like I feel like if they split the most, she could probably get a child support. Because I don't think that boy's dad does it.
1: Um,
0: I'm not sure. So I'm pretty sure she could still probably get child support. Somebody, somebody will add us on the show page. And if, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, y'all add me and tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't like, I don't think like that will void in the child support. So she could still get him for child support.
1: Yeah. She could still get them for child support. Oh yeah. Wouldn't. She, yeah. She just, I don't know how spousal support will work. I don't know how divvying up his assets will work because She's yeah. talking about she wants to be entitled to the fair amount of their assets. And, well, I mean since y'all have been married, I'm not really sure what assets you have accrued, Ashley.
0: These Bravo getting, checks, and that's about it. Getting uh,
1: those Bravo checks. and from the what one I that hear, got the money. From what I hear, the girls don't. Some of the girls not even making six figures per season. So Yeah,
0: cause this is not one of the cause, you know, remember our good sis Brooke broke the uh broke the funds down. This is not one of the for as much mess as they give us, this is not one of the most paid um housewives shows.
1: Exactly. So
0: like it's not Atlanta. Which is some shit, honestly, cause this one gives us some of the most mess, but they get paid some of the least. Which is some shit, and a girl. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I mean, we? I feel
1: like Atlanta on his last leg, anyways.
0: That's true. That's true too. helen he honestly it should have been on the way out probably a couple of seasons ago. To be perfectly goddamn honest, but you know, hey, what can you do? Um, see, I just, I, 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 I just, I do not like Michael. I, I, I am not apologetic. Apologetic about that at all? I do not like Michael. Um, I don't understand the game that Ashley is playing. Um, like I say, the most I think she could probably get is shot support, which to be fair would be some a lot because Michael do got money. That's the one thing he do got. But everything else, I j- I just don't get it. Um, let um, I don't really have much about Wendy and her. You know, midlife Nigeria. Get them crisis.
1: off this show.
0: <laughs> I just I. Mm, what what was the purpose? What was the reason for adding Wendy to this show? I just don't get it, Andy. She has brought nothing. Like, I listen, I know how it is, you know, being with Nigerian parents. Hell, I'm on Twitter. A lot of my followers, some of my favorite followers come from Nigerian parents. I see what the what the struggle is on my timeline every goddamn day. I don't need to see it on my damn TV and my and my laptop screen, Andy. Especially not Wendy, because she's not interested and I don't care. Exactly So you get a fuck you for me And for putting Wendy on my damn uh, My damn screen because I do not care Moving on To um, First of all uh, Giselle you are nobody's uh, Shakespeare Beloved you are nobody's Shakespeare You are nobody's writer You put out one book about you And and being spiritual With your cheating ass nigga who's still cheating uh, Don't nobody care beloved uh, You are not that girl in the words of uh, Karen, you still can't dress. You still tacky as hell in both in both style and spirit. And I just don't give a shit, Giselle. Um, Moving on. Uh, so I'm going to re- um, I'm going to repeat what me and my friend were discussing in the pregame about this Candice and Monique situation because you know that's what we're really here for. I feel that Monique. Um, is 100% valid in having an issue with Candace. And I feel like Candace is a piece of shit for still lying about the specifics of the incident with Sharice. Um, however, I have an issue with Monique not being um, big titty enough to stand up in that until – Candace how she feels about that and I take issue with Monique using everybody else's situation and timing and placing and events to be passive aggressive about why she has an issue with Candace. That's the shit I don't like. Mm -hmm. You feel the way because Candace did not give you a heads up when y'all was in a good space that Sharice was on some bullshit and she got chose to get chummy chumming with you to get back at chose to get chummy chummy with Candace to get back at you. That is valid. What is not valid is using Giselle, I mean, not yeah, using Giselle, uh, uh, Robin, Karen, hell, even Wendy, Ashley, making everybody's battle yours with Candace. When When you just have an issue about something that ain't got nothing to do with Ashley, it ain't got nothing to do with Karen, it ain't got nothing to do with Giselle, you have an issue with Candace about Sharice. You address that. Everything else ain't got a goddamn thing to do with you, Monique. And for somebody that literally told Candace while she was pregnant, while you were pregnant a couple of seasons or last season. I will you told, drag you. Right. You dra- while pregnant, you told Candace that. And now that same energy and that same aggression is nowhere to be found. You passive-aggressive. Hell, you being just like Candace. So what is really the T? That's my issue with Monique. That's the shit I don't like. Stand up in that shit. Quit pussyfooting around about it. And just be honest. Be honest. Explain the situation. Or expl- uh, te- te- talk be, to about be, the situation.
1: Yeah, tell Candace what you had a problem with. Because...
0: Not got that we've,
1: that. Got, we've gotten all these pieces, right? We've gotten Monique's side, we've gotten Candice's side, we've gotten Gigi's side. And from the looks of it, <clears throat> Candice's biggest fault in this was not coming to Monique and saying, hey, um, it was weird, but your friend Gigi reached out to me and was trying to have a conversation about you Um, I didn't allow it to go negative, but then she asked me for a Sharice number and I don't know what to make of it. Um, but I just wanted to give you a heads up.
0: That's all you had to do. That's all Candace had to do.
1: That's where Candace is wrong at. According to Gigi, Candace has kept her hands clean in this whole situation, has not been responsible for spreading anything. Um, I do still think it was a very snake move to give her Sharice number. If Gigi wanted Sharice number, Gigi should have got it on her own. Should that should have been a red, red. that
0: should have been a heads up and a red flag for Candace, Like wait a that minute.
1: that should have been a thing. Um, yeah. But in all, yes, you have reason to be upset with Candace, but to go about it in the way you have when you pride yourself on being
0: you a know, real bitch
1: saying it with your chest you haven't said anything with your chest this season you run you run out the room every time Sharice is in the same room with you you have continued to invite Candace to things only to be passive aggressive and weird with her yeah. you took an opportunity to um be a complete bitch about a situation that you wouldn't have wanted anybody, now looking at the reason you and uh, Gigi are not friends, you absolutely would have not wanted anybody to come tell you if Chris was cheating on you or alleged to be cheating on you in front of a group of other girls and you had just gotten into a big blowout with one. Right. Ashley you- and Wendy had just gotten into a super huge blowout. Why would Candace tell that information dead in front of Wendy?
0: Right. Not only that, when not only that, why would she tell her that in front of everybody when Candace and Ashley are just getting into a good place? Timing, timing, Monique. Timing. Yeah. Was Candace was Candace weird and wrong in a timing and and had bad timing when it came to giving that number out? Yes but she does have good timing in this and you are mad about it, which is stupid. Cause if the wig was on the other scalp, you would have an issue and you know, you would. Exactly.
1: Um, I just also, and I said it, but I, I just wanted to hear your opinion, friend, because, um, I dragged the shit out of not for lazy moms. I dragged it last week. I dragged it on Twitter and I will continue to drag it. Monique, that is some pretentious bullshit that needn't even fucking exist. Really needn't, needn't exist because the average mom, there is no such thing as a lazy mom for the average mama. Most mamas, majority 99.9% of mamas do not have the luxury of being lazy moms.
0: Period. Yeah. I mean it was it's it's some hotel shit. I mean let, let's call a thing a thing. It's some hotel shit.
1: It's definitely some pick me bullshit. Yeah. It yeah, it's it, the, it
0: it's serves you know, it's, no it's, purpose. It's, it's it's patriarchal patty.
1: It really serves but, no purpose. And the part that was crazy to me is you go out of your way to always bring up how Candace does not have kids yet. You had no issue tapping Candace to come be a guest for your live podcast of not for lazy moms. How did that even work? What does she, what would she have brought to that conversation?
0: Like, you can't taunt her for not having kids, but also want her voice on your podcast about mothers who have kids. Like, make it make sense, Monique.
1: And also, I would have absolutely, and I said it and I'll say it again, the way that Candace canceled on Monique was absolutely justified. There is no way you needed a favor from me and had treated me like shit every step of the way until I canceled on you.
0: Right. Nigga, we beefing. mm It
1: was absolutely yeah. kiss my ass. I, you know,
0: Monique, I, now, now, is Candace still a piece of work? Yes. She's it, childish but, still? Yes. Yes, she's a piece of work and again, she does have a hand and a fault in this whole mess um, which she is not on and up to and playing in our face which also gets on my fucking nerves but Monique is moving funny. Very. And you know, it's a a classic case. Two things can be true at the same time. Can and in Monique this in this is,
1: instance. Oh, go
0: yeah. ahead.
1: No, in this instance, uh now let's
0: just, talk. Let's talk about this uh fight scene that we will see uh tonight in tonight's episode. Now First of all, I agree with your assessment uh, last week, Andy. We didn't need uh, nine episodes to get to this shit. We could have got this like episode six, honestly, probably even five. Um, but what I do know is you bet y'all been not pulling no bullshit. Well, we don't see the whole fucking fight. If this is such the knockdown drag out, oh my god, the thing that y'all have been foreshadowing to for since since the super trailer, this shit better be worth it. Because if it's not, you are going to get a strongly worded white woman letter from me cussing y'all the fuck out. I show every, I want to see every damn thing. I want to see the first punch thrown, I want to see the ambulance being called, I want to see the police rolling up, I want to see people trying to break it up, being being thrown to the side. I want to see everything. Like, from the way that y'all splashed that trailer and how, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have gotten like that, how Monique was when y'all showed that super trailer, this better be worth it. Because if it ain't, I'm cussing all y'all out for wasting my goddamn time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, That's about all I got for it
1: that's it that's it we're gonna be back next week and it's gonna be hard hitting. so y'all stay tuned we might as well keep it short this week because uh, next week is, it's, it's the one yep and so um as usual if you're not subscribed to the patreon you should subscribe five dollars gets you a lot you can buy some merch you can make a one time donation to the network via our paypal which um, and most of all just continue to listen because to listen mean everything So we greatly appreciate y'all and we will see y'all back next week indeed
0: we out niggas